0: Welcome back to wherever you may be. Part of the 90 Min Podcast Network. The first thing I just want to say is Chelsea and Roman Abramovich have both commented on or put out statements on what is going on in Ukraine at the moment. Um, I don't feel I have enough knowledge to comment on it. Um, The club it's their responsibility they have done that and we're here to talk about the football of course all of our thoughts and prayers are with everyone in Ukraine um regarding what's going on there right now and Krish of course joins me as always on wherever you may be and Krish just just want to touch on it just for a second more the fact that Thomas Tuchel is now getting a little bit frustrated himself with being constantly asked about the same things isn't he
1: yeah, it's um it's a it's a difficult situation for all concerned especially a club a club like Chelsea obviously, obviously with um with Russian ownership. Um I think we'll see how it plays out. I think there's there's a lot that is yet to happen that will happen. Um as you said, I think all our thoughts are with are with the people in Ukraine. I think it's been an incredibly difficult week on that front that is um a massive a massive thing uh, for Europe to to, to happen, uh, something that I don't think many of us thought would ever sort of happen in our lifetime. So, yeah, um, in my mind, Thomas Thomas Suka has done well to deal with it at the moment. Obviously, he he is the public-facing employee of the club, um, rightly or wrongly, and and he's done a good job so far. He's he's done what he can. Um, I don't think that's the end of it for Chelsea, but yeah, we, we'll see what what happens.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, moving on to the football then. Um. I can't even put into words how I felt after that final. Um, of course, losing the Carabao Cup final to Liverpool on penalties. Um having watched the game, Krish, I thought I thought Chelsea deserved to win. What are your honest what's your honest assessment of the 120 minutes and, and sort of the outcome?
1: Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um based based on clear chances created, I think there was only one team that, that should have won. I, I thought Liverpool did dominate large portions of the game, a lot of the ball. That's probably what we expected. Mm. Um, but considering some of the players on the pitch, um, you probably would have expected better from them, um, uh, especially up top. Obviously, Salah and Mane were were generally pretty quiet and they were the players we would have been massively worried about going into it, especially with mm-hmm. Marcos Alonso starting in direct opposition of... of um, of salah so it was a positive performance it was a, a positive 120 minutes obviously it, w- it was goalless at the end of it we should have definitely have had one goal um and we made some was guilty of missing two clear-cut opportunities and we defended absolutely brilliantly throughout so it is a shame i had to <laughs> end the way it did um Uh, it's a a cup final's cup final at least at least it wasn't the FA Cup at least it wasn't the Champions League but it's, it's still a sucker punch to lose in that way but um I thought the actual 120 minutes can sort of act as a turning point for us this season or I hope it can anyway
0: yeah I was so impressed with the performance in general because I think we were looking at you know looking at probably Liverpool at Stamford Bridge in the league is the last time we actually put together a half decent performance or a convincing performance um to me, watching that game, it it felt Thomas Tuchel felt like he he'd coached a 2-0, 3-0 sort of game. Um and you if you want to win a final, Chris, you cannot be missing the chances that we missed. I know you mentioned Mason Mount, Christian Pulisic is another example. Uh obviously the offsides, whether that's offside or not, but to me, if Liverpool have those chances, they're two three nil up.
1: Absolutely, yeah. I think um, Mo Salah missed their their kind of chance of a similar level when he was clean through and, and even though Thiago Silva made that clearance, I think that was going wide. Um, yeah, in terms of chances created, I thought we were absolutely brilliant. Yeah, and Pulisic, although, yeah, he should have scored that goal. The, the pass for Mason Mounts when he hit the post was unbelievable. The um, uh, Havertz's play... To like almost assist mount and um, just generally his all round running and passing were, were were great. So it was, <laughs> it was um, frustrating not to have done it even in the ninety minutes. Um, yeah, you you can't take away too too much from them. I think that's the, the overall feeling for me. But
0: I just I look at it and I think I'd rather I'd rather lose a final and like you deserve to lose. Do you know what I mean? Like it's easier to take if. Liverpool outplayed us. They had loads of chances. Um, but the fact we're coming away from a game where Liverpool didn't play that well, Liverpool fans know they didn't play that well, and they've somehow come away with the trophy makes it so frustrating. Um, Thomas Tuchel, before the game, had a big decision to make, Krish. Um, we'll start with a decision to start Eduard Mendy. Absolutely no sentiment from Thomas Tuchel. Um and across the sort of the, as the game went by, it was the right decision, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you make these judgment calls. I think I read um, like early, over the weekend that that Chelsea actually kind of want to get rid of the cup goalkeeper tag generally and just make the call based on the, the gravity of the game. And I think like obviously, yeah, cup final against Liverpool, so many dangerous attacking players. Edouard Mendy was probably the best player on the pitch somehow like uh, in the match and like some of the saves i think that was probably the best goalkeeping performance i've seen live um the double save at the start well, of the game the double just, save at the end of the game um, like the double
0: the first double save from Sadio Mane yeah. from the, the the shot i'm not sure who the shot came from but Casey, but, I think, yeah. but Sadio Mane i just i couldn't even believe like obviously i wasn't there so it's not i obviously didn't see it live but i think it looked just as good on the tv it was unbelievable
1: yeah just absolutely obscene really like you had no right to get to the first one was a good save it's come through a lot of players it's low as well hit and -hmm. then to get down to to Mane's afterwards not not the best finish but also not a terrible finish was also ridiculous and uh the one from Luis Diaz late on which basically kept us in the game until extra time was um was awesome as well from from such close range And that was a double save as well. I didn't realise. until watching back, I think Robertson hits it through the crowd. Goes low. He gets down. It's like, yeah, just, just a brilliant, brilliant player. Absolutely on top of his game. I can't believe that he's thirty and that he's only just kind of having his time in the limelight. It just doesn't feel fair in a way. But um, thank God, Perzacek kind of had his scouting network set up. knew knew about him at Wren and and sorted out the a relatively cheap I mean really cheap signing of a, an absolutely fantastic goalkeeper sort of offsets what we spent on Kepper in the first place
0: <laughs> yeah I was about to say obviously at the time of recording it is Edward Mendy's 30th birthday So a happy birthday mm. I don't think anyone can argue greatest goalkeeper in the world right now he's showing it week in week out um now Chris, I'm going to ask you because I'm getting annoyed <laughs> it's really stressing me out that people are, are criticizing Tuchel's decision to bring on Kepper given the game that Mendy had um To me, that was the right decision. I I don't understand. If it had been the first time Chelsea had done it, you might be a little bit like, oh, that's interesting. Why have they done that? But the fact that Tuchel did it in the Super Cup because you don't just... Am I right in saying you don't just study penalties? You don't look really closely at who's better at saving penalties just to put in the keeper that's worse at saving penalties. Uh, Did you feel like that was the right decision? Because I thought it was. At,
1: At the time, I must say, I was a bit perplexed but only because of the game that Mendy had only because of that um Mm -hmm. it as you say Kepa's record is is so much better and I think um it's just a freak that he didn't save any of them it's so unusual for him that he he let in that many and obviously happens to be the the one who's guided but that's always the chance of the goalkeeper being the one to miss is is so much higher than everyone else but his record is so much better and it's just came down to bad luck basically
0: that's what's so frustrating is I saw a stat. Mendy saved two out of thirty-two, mm-hmm. and Kepper saved seven out of twenty-four. To me, you know, we know Edward Mendy's the better goalkeeper, and I'm sure Kepper will know that as well. But when it comes down to spot kicks, Kepper's like the better goalkeeper. So I can understand, and he went the right way, didn't he, for a few, and maybe could have saved. It was, um, Could have saved Canates. Yeah, Canate's. Got the big hand to. But yeah. Are you are you can you understand why everyone's going mad about it?
1: No, 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 absolutely not. There's it, it it's always luck with penalties and it was always gonna be luck with that decision. If if anything, yeah, that that kind of I don't think that went anywhere near as well as anyone thought it would, you know. Like I think most of us would expect him to save one or two, even the neutral. Um, and to have that option available to you right before a penalty shoots shootout, it makes perfect sense to take it. Um, my only thought was that um, kind of not having, being in the ground and not having um, Mendy's record kind of right there in front of me or like yeah. kind of in the forefront of my mind was just that Mendy has had an unreal game. I feel like he's got his eye in, he's so in the zone that, I don't know. He'll read one penalty or two penalties well, and just and just get it. But as you say, his record, his record speaks for itself in that sense. And uh, he, he is a presence. Kepp, isn't he, Chris.
0: he is a prison. Mm. He's a presence in the goal. Like Keppel does look quite small, especially in the goals at Wembley. He did look quite small. Yeah. But if you take me back to that penalty shootout against uh, Spurs in the League Cup last year when we went out, many mm. dived the wrong way for every single penalty.
1: Yeah, I don't even yeah,
0: yeah. dive the right way for one. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Exactly. Yeah. Um, as I say, it was an, a calculated risk, but I don't really. I can't, you can't even call it that. It's we would be just if he, even if he'd saved one of Liverpool's ten, and we would still, or uh, yeah. however many penalties we had, we'd still lost. This conversation wouldn't be about him at all. Obviously, it was compounded by the fact he's then stepped up and taken a goal kick uh, to to lose us to the match. But I
0: actually, I. I didn't sit, I literally, so I was obviously working for Chelsea TV and I hate penalties. Like, I don't know how I did it against uh, Bayern especially. Like, I really don't know. Like, <laughs> I literally sat there with my head in my hands. Like, I didn't watch, I didn't see Werner's, I didn't see Chalabers, I didn't see Keppers, I didn't see, I think I literally started the first the first three. I don't think I even saw Jorginho's. I'm such a wreck when it comes to yeah, penalty it's it was the extra best horrible. So worst on. way to lose a football match.
1: Yeah, it was. It was uh, really horrible from the outset because obviously you're up against it. Liverpool won the toss, so you're taking it in front of their. They won end, both.
0: End. They, there was two tosses, and they won both. Yeah, they got and, to take first and be in front of their fans. Uh, I mean, not like, really, like,
1: uh, yeah, yeah. oh, I so think you, that
0: makes too much difference. I would always what, prefer to be taking first. Yeah,
1: you fans. say that yeah yeah true Um i mean considering we scored 10 but honestly i was in the ground and the the part of the press box we were in is on that side uh so you're basically like in the liverpool fans and it was like deafening noise like the whole time and obviously the stick they're giving the players each time i mean i thought yeah they dealt with it really well to that point um it clearly hadn't affected them every one of them scoring except uh except kepper um so yeah you can't use that excuse it must have been tough and they, they showed um mental fortitude in the first place to to sort of score that many but
0: um i didn't yeah. realize we had that many good penalty takers in our team to be honest but, you know yeah. every time steps up i was like i've oh got another good penalty but then it, we we sort of we didn't we matched them so
1: yeah yeah uh, there was uh i saw something about penalty takers potentially getting much better which is interesting i don't know if that's going to become more of a trend yeah. um but uh yeah verna well, was lucky but other than that it was yeah they they were, they were very good pens it, it just put us under the caution not taking first once it got once it got to sudden Thanks. death and once they were putting them away so well and they, they seemed to have decent takers a, a longer a kind of longer list of decent takers but yeah. um yeah it was it was it was unlucky in the end
0: yeah absolutely and um, there was plenty of positives to take away from performance in general um I'll start with I'm going to pick out a couple of players because I think they're worth talking about Kai Havertz is one who I thought played absolutely brilliantly on another day probably would have scored or at least got an assist um he is still I think living up to that big name player the man for the big occasion out of everyone in that Chelsea team
1: I yeah I agree and I think now we are actually finally starting to see the very best of him um it actually, this is this is the, kind of the most consistently he's played, probably the mm-hmm. best he's played. Typically, it's in Romelu Lukaku's position. But I thought even after Lukaku came on, we, there's the shoots of of something potentially positive there. I think Havertz mm-hmm. shows that he can be the kind of roaming number 10 almost, but maybe a bit further up the pitch even. But his... I don't know what his like expected assists were or whatever for that match, but like he should have had... I mean, like two potentially and then obviously could have had a couple of goals had he been onside or had his teammates been onside um, so that is something that hopefully um, Tuchel maybe will have registered and, and will look to going forward but um, yeah he, he's our, uh, I mean Ziyech was, was in great form but Havertz now is is like, his, he's taking his game to another level, he's sort of found his, his groove and his place And position maybe in in the Chelsea team, which he was maybe lacking before somewhat.
0: Absolutely. And I think you're completely spot on. Is it It was so nice to see Havertz and Lukaku both be on the pitch and it's still absolutely working. And now the Liverpool centre backs could not deal. Van Dijk, no, and Kanate. Obviously, Klopp swapped took Matip off and put Kanate on so that he could deal with Romelu Lukaku. But in fact, neither of them could deal with Romelu Lukaku. And this is what I don't understand. Liverpool should have conceded three goals. How did Virgil van Dijk get man of the match? Like, it wasn't his good defending. It was our bad finishing, really. That was the reason it was nil-nil after 90, or 120 minutes. Um. Anyway, rant over. Back to uh, Romelu Lukaku. To <laughs> when he came on, I thought he was brilliant. I really did. And I thought it felt like that <laughs> That offside goal is is the one decision. we'll get onto the cater decision in a second, but that mm. i f- I just find it so difficult to to take that that was offside
1: yeah i mean i uh, I've been saying to various friends or whatever that we haven't seen a lot of those borderline ones recently and and yeah. the ones that were essentially ruining last season mm-hmm. that that felt like a return to those days and obviously in such a big game like where is the benefit of the doubt there like that that is in line that is on side i'm, I'm not yeah. really sure what what has been seen the decision was made so quickly as well like after watching i was like How i was, can you, I was yeah. like oh it's on side and i was sort of sort of um responding to people on slack saying like everyone was like oh that's that's gonna be off and i was like no it's honest can clearly mm-hmm. see it in the replays um and the yeah the this made the decision so quickly and then the line was in an odd place it was all so so odd and he took it so confidently as well
0: That's, that, the, would so that would have
1: done so much yeah so but
0: I know I noticed as well during the um during the penalty shootout, he was like g'ing up the Chelsea fans and really getting them going, which I also mm. thought was quite nice to see. It feels like we might have turned a corner with with Lukaku.
1: Yeah, it did feel like that. I, I agree as much as it did with the with the whole team. Really, I thought it was it was such a good performance that that it deserved more. And and we we saw players who have come in for some criticism play well, basically. Um, but yeah, he. Despite what I what you read and what you hear, I, I still think he loves loves Chelsea and of, wants to mm-hmm. succeed. I think those those rumors about him wanting to leave that that arose again earlier this week uh, from Italy. His camp I think moved to quash them pretty quickly, saying that like, he's happy and wants to stay. I think those are good signs. Um, I think taking him out of the firing line has worked for Tuchel, um, and I think yeah, that as you say, that was against one of the best centre-backs in the world. And Matip has been in really, really good form as well. He uh, And Canate, sorry, has been good since coming in. Um, He gave him a tough time and and arguably had a goal, or basically did have a goal, should have had a goal. So, um, yeah, that's that's positive signs. Um, Whether we'll see him play tomorrow, I don't know. Maybe they'll save him for the Premier League, but yeah.
0: I think I'd rather him playing against Burnley away than... And Luton away but I suppose we shall see um you mentioned Virgil van Dijk being one of the best centre-backs in the world I know we've spoken on this pod about how ridiculous Thiago Silva is pretty much every single time we're on it But it just feels like every single time he has an unbelievable game and it was another absolutely faultless performance from him and I just love the clip when Salah's running through and he's sprinting past Chalobah, Rudiger you know all these players and he's the one that albeit it was going wide if that's on target he still clears it because he had the determination and and the commitment just to get there 38 years old i will never get bored of talking about how good this man is
1: (laughs) yeah he he gobbles up absolutely everything like he just absolutely lives for defending he's such a good footballer with the ball on the ground um yeah i mean I, i He's one of the best centre backs, I think I've seen like playing in the flesh and just the mm-hmm. consistency is like unbelievable. It's not a mis- like I mean, obviously he ironically made a mistake on his debut, didn't he? But I don't think I've seen him do anything wrong since. Just that, against West much. Brom. Just, yeah. just,
0: just the two games against West Brom, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: He didn't want to play uh, against
0: West Brom, got them out <laughs> of the league, so it's fine.
1: Yeah. Um <laughs> but yeah, honestly, I, c- I can never really get my head around it watching him. It's, he's just on a whole other level. And it kind of feels like he's even better than he was during his days at PSG or during his days at, at Milan. He just seems to suit the Premier League so, so well. Um, it's just a shame that we've we've got him at, at this stage of his career, but hopefully he can do it for maybe a couple more years.
0: Well, we've got him for another year at least. And mm. it really wouldn't surprise me to have, genuinely, to have a 40-year-old Thiago Silva playing, <laughs> playing in our defence, only because he's... I feel like it's not even just how good he is, but the effect he has on on the players around him, what Trevor Chalibur um, has learned potentially from him. Um, talking of Trevor, a brilliant game. Um, Luis Diaz, fair play to him because he was one of the best players on the pitch, I thought. Um, and he gave, you know, I thought Chalibur did so well to keep up with, with Luis Diaz and, and not, he got into positions, but nothing really came from it. I thought Chalaba Chalab
1: dealt with him really well. Yeah, I was I was concerned at the start of the game because um, Luis Diaz kind of looked in the mood and, and kept taking the game directly at Chalaba. And he is just so good on the ball. His, his footwork's amazing. Um, very skillful. But yeah, every time he actually attempts to, to li- deliver or um, yeah cut it back, Chalaba just seems to be there, at least in front of it. Like he, he might have been making up ground, but he would get there and I think... That was the key thing, and and it started like that. And you thought, uh, okay, at some point he's going to get the better of him, but it just didn't didn't happen all game long. And um, I think he probably takes so much from playing alongside someone of the quality of of Thiago Silva and obviously Rudiger as well. But um, yeah. he, yeah, who's just brilliant all the way through, uh, and just got increasingly better and better. I, th- I thought, yeah, it seemed like that would be a, a weakness, but it wasn't in the end. By any by any means, and yeah. I mean, yeah, it's probably time we stop stop doubting him in general and, and just consider him a, a very decent member of the squad.
0: Absolutely, and he needed stitches after the game. Um,
1: yeah.
0: One of the worst tackles I've <laughs> seen this season. Um, I don't quite understand how that was looked at and thought it was okay. Studs up on his groin. Um, is there any way in any world, Krish, that that's not a red card?
1: Yeah, it's obviously a horrible one. I think it's one of those ones that the, the slow-mo has done him no favors, but that doesn't mean that they shouldn't have watched that back and seen that to be a clear red card. I mean, he they're both going for it 50-50. I think they almost both missed the ball, but the the contact is Follow enough through, to make yeah. it a red card uh, in itself, regardless of, of his intention or whatever. We saw uh, there was a red card for Josh. Um, Josh De, Josh De Silva, at Brentford, um, on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Similar thing, like different part of the body, but he didn't mean to do it. He's gone over the ball, but it's mm-hmm. still, re- this doesn't change the fact it's a red yeah. card. Um, and I, did, did Kater even get a yellow for that? No. no, they played
0: on. Just to say, the ref played on, and Liverpool had the ball.
1: Yeah, there, there some <laughs> there some very poor decisions. Being, being completely honest, but. Uh, I I never it's difficult to blame the referee in the moment now because things happen so quickly. But when you have the kind of failsafe of of VAR and that's that's not working, then you really do have to question things like. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it's a red card. That's that's the plain and simple of it. Whether there is some debate around it, but I I still think in the modern era, that's that's a red. And um, I don't think Liverpool could really have had any complaints if that was the case same with the off same with the offside they're not going to be up in arms over that I think that's like one way you have to look at it if that what that, that goal had stood Liverpool fans aren't going to be drawing the line and saying his arm is offside because that's yeah. not how it works but
0: <sighs> a frustrating yeah,
1: yeah. just yeah. I think a
0: frustrating day on all counts on our part um I sort of <laughs> I sort of just went into the game you know as the, as, as the game went on I just I had, didn't have a good feeling I just thought you know all these chances the decisions have gone the wrong way um So, yeah, I wasn't, unfortunately, I wasn't the longer it went on. I I just always thought Liverpool were going to win. But one of the biggest positives I think we can take from this game is Reese James being back. He's come back. I mean, ideally, he wouldn't have played the the amount that he did play. Um, Tuchel wanted to give him a 20-minute cameo, I think he said today, in his press conference, and it ended up being however much and taking a brilliant penalty as well. Um, But it's looked like he's never been away, Hasn't it? And how good is it to have him back finally?
1: Yeah, he can be hopefully transformative for the the kind of next part of the season. I think we saw how important he was in the first half of the season. Um, he's just so much more effective going forward than than what we have. I think Aspilicueta is good at it, but um, he's he's just another level. Um, but yeah, this, we'll see what his fitness is like. I think. Uh, I can't imagine he he said before different... the game yeah Tuco said before the game that he would be sort of crazy to play in but he was desperate to because he'd been mm. that good in training I think yeah um and I think Chelsea posted a clip of him in training he did look look sharp. bang on it um and he looked sharp when he played to so, and in that mm. situation it's such a really good atmosphere I thought like you you don't always get the best atmosphere at Wembley mm. but I thought that was it was like absolutely rocking um and to handle the sort of intensity and heat of that situation as he did was, was a good sign. Um so he can't be far off. They've obviously been pretty careful with his with his return. So um yeah, fingers crossed that he'll be back in it's, to absolute peak peak pretty soon. Um and hopefully as pillar his injury isn't too bad as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, a disappointing day at Wembley, I think. Um, but plenty of positives to take out of the performance. Still world champions, still European champions. Um, and we're still in the Premier League, maybe not. But we're still in the Champions League. <laughs> and, of course, we're still in the FA Cup. It's the fifth round this week. Chelsea play Luton away. Um, this is a game, Krish, that we need to not underestimate them, especially given what happened in the last round against Plymouth.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um it, the team selection will be interesting because it sounds like we have a, a lot of sort of fatigue issues and and maybe like minor injuries after after mm-hmm. Sunday, which is not that surprising considering the game went on pretty much as long as it possibly could. But and it was
0: intense as well. It wasn't like a yeah,
1: It yeah. wasn't
0: like a like a, you know. It was end to end almost all the time. Yeah,
1: it never slowed down. It never slowed down. I don't know if that's it's something to do with um The fact it's the Carabao Cup, I don't know. Maybe maybe players (laughs) feel like they can just go for it more. Almost, you know what I mean? Because you never see that in the FA Cup or the Champions League, obviously. Um, But in that, yeah, they seem just both teams just went for it, Um, and yeah, it was intense all the way through. So many chances, so much action. Um, Yeah, so not all that surprising. So yeah, uh, I imagine there'll be some rotation, but yeah, you're right. Definitely, don't underestimate it. It's quite like a small. Compact ground as well. It won't be a particularly I, um, comfortable night. Obviously, on a on a, a Wednesday night as well in February, it's, uh, early March. Sorry, it won't be a won't be an easy night. But maybe score early, and that will get us on the front foot.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's going to be really interesting to see what Thomas Tuchel's team is going to be. We might see the likes of Timo Werner get get an opportunity. Um, I think Mason Mount will probably play if he's what, one of those players just come back. You know, I think he, he almost. Not lacks that sharpness, but you know, those you, you would expect him to bury those chances, and mm. maybe that final ball wasn't quite there. Um, but this is a real opportunity, Chris. I want to get to another final, I want to win a trophy this year. I mean, we've already won two, so it's being greedy, but like, I want to win a domestic trophy. Um, we haven't won the FA Cup in a while. Um, Wembley's starting to turn like it's turning out to be a bit of a bogey stadium for us, and I don't like it. Um <laughs> it's really annoying we've lost five out of our last six games there yeah this is like, we used to call wembley our second home Like we used to win every final we played in pretty much um but this is another opportunity to get to another another final you know and i would back thomas Tuchel if we perform like that to go on and win the fa cup
1: yeah i got a huge opportunity to get to um to get to a quarterfinal for which you would expect as long as we can avoid um, Man City in the draw you're, and Liverpool perhaps, but with you'd be favourites for that. And then obviously you're, you're at Wembley for the semi. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure Tuca doesn't read anything into the Wembley thing. Obviously, uh, on Sunday especially, it's goalless until until the penalties, isn't it? And we were mm. the better side. I think we'll we'll get over that. But, yeah, obviously we have a, a long history in the, in the FA Cup and and that is the main kind of domestic uh trophy aside from the Premier League that you you want to win that is up for grabs and we always have a chance of winning it and and that isn't any different this year um and we're we're proving to be such a good cup side under under Mm -hmm. Schuylkill that that you wouldn't rule us out um by any stretch
0: yeah absolutely I really hope I love the FA Cup and I'd love to go on and win it again um just a word on Burnley as well, Chris. Chelsea travelled to Turf Moor on Saturday. I've got asked to work on it, which I'm really sad I'm not. I've never been to Burnley, never been to Turf Moor, Um, but I can't, unfortunately, so I won't be there. Um, but this is... I can't quite work out whether Burnley away is a really tough place. Look, like, Sometimes we make it look easy, and other times we'll struggle like Spurs did the other week, but we can't really afford to be dropping points and getting drawn into a top-four race, can we?
1: Yeah, I think... Th- Burnley's form recently kind of dictates that it's not going to be easy. Um, they've they've improved massively since January. So, yeah, it's going to be, uh, hopefully it's a better game than Crystal Palace away, but I would expect fairly I'll take similar. A, I'll take
0: an 89th minute winner in this, in this
1: game. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> get in, get out, try. Yeah. And get the three points in the bag. And yeah, as you say, avoid being being drawn into the what's going on beneath us. I think, we should be perfectly capable of doing that to be honest we are running is is on paper far more comfortable than a lot of the teams around us and i don't think um there are many games they'll be dropping points and obviously you can never never um predict these things in the premier league especially but um yeah i mean even a draw away at Burnley wouldn't be a terrible result but i I would expect them still to get the to get the three points and, and keep that cushion
0: yeah absolutely plenty for us to look forward to coming up uh krish thank you so much as always that's all we've got time for thank you so much for listening if you could drop us a review it would be very much appreciated subscribe if you haven't already and if you've enjoyed what you heard and we'll see you all next time here on wherever you may be